Welcome, boys and girls. Welcome to another episode of Fishing with Odd Bay. I'm your friendly host, Mr. Jim, a behavioral health therapist operating Namaste Holistic Counseling. We help people create themselves rather than find themselves, help people explode into their lives through full impact mindfulness. If you're willing to live the way that you are, if it's okay, you're willing to live the way you're living, then perhaps you can listen on. But this more importantly, if you're not willing to live the way you're living, then continue to listen, and I would suggest you pay attention. And as always, today I'm joined by my co-host, good friend and producer of this program, Mr. Mike. Yes, and I'm over here busy diagramming that advice. Mr. Uh, Mike, that's great, <laughs> buddy. So we, we had some episodes where we talked about zeitgeist, which is the mood, the sense the flavor of a time and in this particular time there's much uncertainty much distress and the uh mental health distress and issues are more like a tsunami wave coming crashing upon the mental health fields uh, doors absolutely and i think it's important to note as we get into this conversation we are definitely um we are a mere i think four days away from the election five days four days yes. uh, it doesn't matter because this is going to be later and, uh, and 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 whatever the situation is, this will probably apply. And this this particular zeitgeist of this particular uh, time moment in time for us seems to be more of a one of conflict mm-hmm. and anger than anticipation. Absolutely, something that feels like it's been been uh, uh, boiling over lately from from the last four years, of course. You know, there's a lot that's um, instigated a lot of that in this year. There's more apprehension and more anxiety and concern and worry, worry concerning this election, Mike. So quite often what we do is we try to differentiate the meaning of worry and the meaning of concern. Mm -hmm. So generally, Mike, when I talk to people, people say, oh, I'm worried about this. Uh, Worry consumes a person. Yes. Worry paralyzes an individual. Worry dissolves a person into inaction. Concern means you're aware. Let me give you an example, and I probably there's a lot of people out there who can relate to this example. Let's say the rent is due on Monday, and you don't have the money. Mm-hmm. You could spend the weekend worrying about paying the rent, which means that how much do you think you could get done, Mike, if you actually spent the weekend worrying about paying the rent? On definitely, definitely not the amount of the rent. <laughs> Correct. So if we're concerned, rather if we're concerned, then we're aware. Aware of the situation means we can take some action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People often ask me, Jim, do you worry about your patients? And I say, uh, actually, I do not. And they look at me like I'm some type of an unfeeling, uncaring monster. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, Mm -hmm. anybody that knows me know that that isn't true. However, I will say I am concerned about them. My concern means that I'm aware of their issues. And when I'm aware of their issues, that means that I can advocate and do something about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's a a different type of mindset, Mike. Uh, Mike, there's two types of conversations that people have. People with the outside, people with every day, which mainly consists of people sharing their opinions with each other, and and this time rather forcefully, and gossip. Okay. So there's another conversations that occur right inside of our heads, which 
of course, as a behavioral health therapist, that's uh, my area of where I play. So this is one of the reasons that New Year's Eve resolutions are rarely accomplished, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's because, Jim, what are your New Year's resolutions? Well, Mike, this year I'm going to lose 50 pounds. This year I'm going to learn Chinese. This year I'm going to go skydiving. But all of those statements, all of those thoughts and words are out here. Yeah, yeah. Out here in the ozone, okay? That means all I'm doing is making those statements to make me feel good about things that I have planned. Okay? You have an idealistic uh, concept of what that's going to be, but, but not the path? That's right. So when we place things in the future, we make us feel good. But, however, it gives us much of an opportunity for procrastination. So, quite often what we've talked about, Mike, is that tomorrow is quite possibly the most dangerous word in the English language. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. So, and we've talked about this, and everything always bears repeating. And I'll give this, when we commit to ourselves, we generally give ourselves many outs. Many outs. So let me give you an example of, uh, in my own life, when I was in early recovery a while ago, uh, you know, it was important that I go to 12-step meetings. Well, I could say I'm going to go to a meeting at 8 o'clock tonight and have the best of intentions. But however, as the time drew near for that 8 o'clock meeting, I began to think of things like, you know what, I'd better vacuum the carpet. I'd better take out the garbage. I also need to clean the cat litter and mm -hmm. these things. And I would generally sabotage myself until it got to the point where I could say, you know what? Arriving at a meeting is in late is incredibly rude. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to disrespect the program like that, but I'll definitely go tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Have you ever done things like that? Oh, absolutely. Well, as this recording, we're getting ready for a pretty major trip. And I'm looking at my list of things to do <laughs> and wondering, okay, what am I going to have to shed for this? You know, it feels like I'm, I'm putting aside the things that I'd rather not do. And I think internalizing, like, I, I think I'm okay with having an excuse not to do it. So, <laughs> um, absolutely. So, as followers of this program, you might be familiar with uh, my best friend in 12-step recovery who passed away a few years ago, his name was Sam Hackle, mm -hmm. uh, helped had a direct hand in saving my life. And I don't say that statement lightly. So if I would make a commitment to Sam that for him to pick me up or for me to pick him up to take him to that meeting, the chances of my attending that meeting would grow exponentially. Okay? So what we want to do, rather than trust ourselves... I ask people to commit to someone that they trust, mm -hmm. they respect, and most importantly, don't want to disappoint. I, I've seen that before. I think we've talked about before. Uh, you know, some people know Jay and Silent Bob. You know, the popular uh, uh, comedy right. duo and the movies and everything, right? Clerks and all that. And 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 one was having issues with with addiction, so he he they started a touring podcast so that he told everybody every week where he was with his recovery and how many days. Now he was beholden to all these other people, and now he didn't want to disappoint them. It's not just about disappointing himself anymore. Right. Yeah. I mean, not everybody needs to start a podcast and do this in front of thousands of people, but just that one person, you know. 
if it keeps you clean and sober, it doesn't care what it matters. No. So this is some of the disagreements that I have with other folks sometimes. One of the common thoughts is that unless you're doing this for yourself, it's not going to work. Well, I don't care if you get into recovery with a mob with torches and pitchforks chasing you. I don't care if you get into recovery at gunpoint. As long as you get there. Mm-hmm. Whatever works. And it's different for everybody. It's absolutely. I'm sure there's some people that, that can say, I did it for myself mm-hmm. and this and that. But if you're trying that and it's not working, that means that's not the path for you. So, and of course, I speak at a lot of rehabs and talk about this. And generally, even with the patients that I deal with that aren't particularly in drug or alcohol addiction, however, as we often talked about, everybody's in recovery from something. So when I quote from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it says that if you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, then you are ready to take certain steps. At some of these steps, we balked. We thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. With all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. Mike, we need a program of recovery from anything. You need a program in order to plan your trip out west. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're not doing this freewheeling because I'm sure we will have to stop everywhere along the way for everything that we forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so when I say we tried the easier, softer way, Okay. How many times have you tried to ease your softer way through your life? Oh, certainly. Uh, you know, the, the, you know, kind of the, the, you're talking about dealing with others or, or my own kind of, uh, getting over myself issues. Well, getting over yourself issues, getting things done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're always, well, these, this is a, a good example. Uh, how do you lose weight? Eat less exercise more mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm. so that requires some effort doesn't it it does it doesn't actually i've, I've gone through a little bit of that i don't i don't i'm not looking to, to you know immediately leave lose 50 pounds or anything like that but just like i want to be better than it was at least as good as it was before covid and then we can go and it's and it's like okay what can you know what are my bad habits going out to eat going in the drive drive through uh, uh, you look at your fridge and say, maybe I don't need to get those hot pockets every time, you know, and then also, uh, hey, I have a treadmill. Let's use it a few times a week. Let's take the dog for more walks. And 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 I'm I, well, I, sure. J- Jim, I lost nearly 13 pounds. Wow. <laughs> in, in the, for you. Since the beginning of July. Great. So, I mean, something is working there and I feel better. For However, it. the idea is it's the action and effort that put this into that. Absolutely. And. All that exercising, there's discomfort associated with Absolutely. that. Absolutely, there's discomfort with maybe not for a while not having that extra piece of cake. And there's a fight of like pushing myself and being disappointed when there's not that extra treat in the in the in the in the fridge, right? Because I said I'm not putting that in my cart anymore, you know. And and also, I mean, th- this is me, but I'm not going to the grocery store where they will systematically tempt you with these things as well. So, what type of advertisements? Do you see mainly for weight loss? Uh, oh, fast results, easy to use, you know, proven formula, just just ridiculous. 
uh, expectations. Here's this, here's this workout system and look at these buff people, you know, it's like, no, I'm not, that's not where I'm going. You know, the pounds melt off the pounds melt off, which implies no effort on your part. That's correct. Yes. Yeah, that's correct. Well, when I deal with individuals, I'm straightforward with them and I say, expect discomfort. Okay. Most people don't train for a marathon. Mm-hmm. They they want a sprint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They want the magic pill, I, I hear a lot, and especially, especially with the weight loss. Well, I take this and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and it seems like it's happening with uh, medical concerns that people have, too. Like, make sure you take this, this, and this. It was like, you know, are you... Is that fact-based or because somebody says so? You know, you got to watch out. And here we really get into the uh, gist of this particular election cycle. Merely because somebody says something does not make it true. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And as human beings, we have a tendency to be influenced by the last thing that some people see that they hear or read. Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. So we generally form our impression by that, and then we develop a cognitive bias called confirmation bias, okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where we seek out information that confirms our existing beliefs. So many of the many of the statements, the accusations that are being just thrown up into the air there's absolutely no factual basis behind them. No. But however, all you'd have to do is say, well, that could be true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could be true. So there's a certain individual that's running for office who likes to uh, throw things out there, retweet things, mm-hmm. which obviously have no basis in fact at all. And uh, the answer to that is, why do you do that? Because Well, people can decide for themselves. Yeah, yeah. It's a cop-out answer. First of all, above all else, and a lot of people will do that, and it's like, but you know, and and they'll they'll put these ideas into the world. Um, I think we're turning into a different topic here, but uh, <laughs> but you know, are you taking the action, and the effort to um, criticize that? Well, it's a declarative type of statements that you Absolutely. make in your own head. Yep. So you know, we're talking about we're talking about worry versus concern. Mm-hmm. We're talking about thoughts and making things happen in our heads and the ideas about people finding their voice and understanding what's true and what is not always check the facts so many of us deal with braggarts and uh people who are full of themselves uh dealing with this one particular individual and uh they were having a real problem with this person that they worked with because apparently this person thought that they were the greatest at every single aspect of most everything in the world. Mm -hmm. And they spent the whole day bragging, and this person was getting very angry to the point of he wanted to quit or, you know, some type of retaliation against this person. So I suggested that rather than get angry and uh, have all this emotional distress upon himself, all he had to do was ask the person, well, prove it. I'm the best, um, you know, I'm the best grave digger in America. Prove it. Convince me. Mm-hmm. Prove it. Mm-hmm. Convince me. That's all it's, the two words you need to say. Have you ever seen the meme with some big statement and you're sitting behind the uh, the old Lucy from Charlie Brown uh, uh, table 
And it says, uh, fact, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, convince me. Chocolate chips are the best things in the world. Convince me I'm wrong. You know, like something like that. Yes. Like it's really that kind of envision. You sit back at your table with your cup of joe, feet on the table, and says, convince me this is the thing. So rather than when I deal with people, Mike, uh, rather than uh, try to talk them out of something or try to see them, uh, let's say somebody comes in and they say, oh, I know I'm not ugly, I know I'm this, I know I'm that, I know I am. So rather, sometimes I use more of a, uh, when I talk about full impact mindfulness, I guess is a way, when somebody comes in and says, oh, I'm not good looking, nobody loves me, I'll say, well, let's, okay, well then let's assume that you're not good looking and no one likes you and let's move on. Uh, but then that person is used to when they make those type of statements, what are they used to hearing from other people? Oh, people, people saying, "Oh, you're, you know, you're not. No, you're, you're okay. You know, that's not what's going on." Like they, they, they appease them, right? Mm-hmm. So, what the job of a therapist also is to gently confront people and point out blind spots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when they or, be, or crutches, right? When they begin to realize that, hey, I'm not getting uh, yeah. the feedback yeah. attention. Uh, from, from this statement, then they begin to question it. And then they actually begin to maybe bring in a picture for you and says, hey, I was here. Hey, how did I look in this uh, outfit? Ba ba ba. Okay. So um, we want to take another perspective. We want to take another perspective of people. Okay. And Mike, is there anything, let's say, if a person thinks this situation's orange, and another person thinks it's blue. Is there anything that the person who thinks it's blue going to say to convince the person who thinks it's orange to change their mind? No. no. Is there any person that is convinced that it's orange? Is there anything that they're going to say to the person, the blue person, to convince them that it's orange? Oh. Okay. So tell me, tell me the purpose of these conversations. Uh, to make you feel better and make you feel, or or or, or to 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 have a place for your rage to go in a lot of cases. Yes. Well, and again, we're kind of referring back to many uh, episodes that we've had in the past, and which leads us to the episode where it was entitled, Of Course I'm Right. Mm-hmm. So what is, the, what is the human need to feel that I'm always right? You, you want to just feel justified. You want to feel uh, uh, nobody's, <laughs> nobody's the villain in their own story, right? Like you, you need to be right. You need to be have a superior feeling and, and that 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 sent that dopamine that comes with that. I like uh, I like that statement, Mike. Nobody's the villain in their own story. <laughs> okay, I think that's a quite a quotable. Yeah, do do you think the Joker thinks Sorg, he's wrong. Sorgism. You, you think the Emperor th- in in Star Wars thinks he's wrong? Do you think the Klingons think they're wrong? No, right. no, not the Klingons are right. always the bad guys, but. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely, you know, um, there's an old, (laughs) sorry, this is where I come from, but, uh, you know, there's a statement in wrestling that the best villains in wrestling, um, uh, believe they're right. And there's a kernel of them being right. Thanos thought he was right in the Avengers. Yes, right. It was absolutely. Uh, um, and it was the methods that everybody else could oppose. Well, he thought he was actually saving the universe by destroying most of it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's a little bit of madness. It's a little bit of it's just it's just 
Right. Uh, it's a different perspective. So rather than argue with people, I'll, and again, I use a lot of 12-step references and a lot of 12-step step. I use a lot of 12-step references and a lot of 12-step terms. And one of the things is if somebody comes to us and says something absolutely foolish and what they're going to do, as long as they're not going to hurt themselves, we'll, rather than point out the foibles of this or try to talk them out, we'll say, okay, uh, let us know how that works out for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, good luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let yep. us, one of the greatest things is let us know how that works out for you. Or we say, we hope that works out for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to become an astronaut. I hope that works out for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm 57 years old. I'm going to become an astronaut. Let us know how that works out for you. Rather than rather than quash somebody's dreams, we just say, okay. Yeah, let them have it. Uh-huh. And let them kind of figure it out for themselves. Okay. Right? So, Mike, it used to be that people of opposing political viewpoints would refer to each other as the loyal opposition mm-hmm. or my esteemed colleague. There was a there was always a, a sense of respect along with the um, along with the criticisms. So, and again, the twelve step concept is that it's a singleness of purpose that bind us together, and it says that we're people who normally would not mix. Mm-hmm. Okay, again, the singleness of purpose that binds us together. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and in that, it's it's you know, in, if you're running for office, ideally. We're all in this together as America to make America better. That's correct. And then somehow that seemed to have changed. So with liberty and justice for all, mm-hmm. uh, all all is an all-inclusive term mm-hmm. for all. So I was speaking to somebody once, and they were telling me what a shame it was that children who— uh, or eligible for reduced or free lunches, were being ridiculed and teased by other children in the school. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, I have a, I have an excellent way to, uh, I have an excellent way to stop that immediately." And they said, "Wow, what's that?" And I said, "Feed them all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Feed them all equally. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So." And again, you know, if, if I offend people, that's uh, the sense of sensibility. But what we like to talk about here, Mike, is things that are based on fact. And the fact is that uh, the United States of America spends more money on defense than the next nine countries combined. Mm-hmm. And that includes Russia and China. Of course, they're two and three. But we spend more on defense than both of those nations combined, plus seven more. Okay, so can we feed? Can we feed all the children in school? Can we do that? Absolutely. Okay. All right. So, and again, I don't want to offend anybody's sensibilities, but if we want to go back to the uh, point of this, if we want to go back to the mission statement Mm -hmm. of the United States, of course, with liberty and justice for all. Uh, Okay. Can we? Can we get to the? Can we get to the mission statement? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can we, can we do that? So what's the mission statement of uh, Sorgatron Media? What's it? <laughs> oh, no. I, 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 if you were to ask me what the purpose of Sorgatron Media is, 
it's to make cool stuff and uh, 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 help voices elevate. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. To make cool stuff and and produce it and create platforms where people mm-hmm. can put out their products, right? Yeah, and yeah. their voices and their thoughts. Their voices and thoughts and, and products and, right, and whatever the right. case may be. But uh, yeah. So one of the, of course, one of the mission statements of fishing without bait is to help people understand that to avoid having definitive unrealistic expectations on their lives uh, to avoid uh, a lack of serenity and to have a platform for an eclectic roster of guests to give their, give their views and a platform for, for to share what they have. Mm-hmm. Um, we're always, we're always looking for recovery stories. We're always looking for people to share their own experiences in recovery. And we've had quite a number of wonderful stories about that. And a number of people that very definitely um, did not have their own platform to tell those stories, right? Yes. Um, that that I mean, we have we you know how many times have we had somebody in here that uh, uh, never got in front of a microphone to tell a story in front of a camera in front of an audience per se to do this, and it's the first time that they've kind of expanded that. Indeed, indeed. So as we approach uh, this election uh, this coming Tuesday. I'm going to ask, uh, just ask people to take the 12-step concept Mm -hmm. of doing the next right thing. Mm -hmm. And my friends, what we have here is the concept of do no harm. Do no harm to anyone or anything, as the Buddha said. And at the end of every podcast, we offer a free prescription. Fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest you fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself and do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself and forgive another. Till all are free, none are free. A large prescription of hope for you all. Namaste. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.